Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder, why is it that the systems that are in place do not protect children and do not give justice to survivors? And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well and to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed and from there it grew and I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 68. 
titled Bella Fontenelle. Y'all, before you go any further into this episode, just know that this involves, this story involves the death of a child. Okay? Um, I, it's, it was bad. It was very heinous. It shook the entire community of Harahan, Louisiana. If you don't know who Bella Fontenelle is, it's because they, they didn't put her name like all the way out there. They, they put it in the news reports, but they focused on what happened to her more than the sweet baby's face and name. So people can remember. I'm doing this episode because it disturbed me. It bothered me. I cried. And that sweet baby deserves to have her name, you know, remembered and immortalized in some kind of way. I'm sure there's plenty of other people that have done it as well. I, I say why not me as well because this case bothered me. So... Back in April, late April of 2023, which is at the time of this recording, you know, four months ago, Hannah, Hannah Banach, uh, Hannah Banach Landon murdered, strangled, beaten, and murdered Bella Fontenelle, then took her body, stuffed her body into a 10-gallon chlorine bucket, Put that bucket on a wagon, walked that wagon a couple blocks up from her house, and put that put that bucket on her mother's on on Bella's mother's front lawn, and then just fucked off. Fucking heinous. Okay. There's not much to know about the family except for the fact that back in 2021 there was a a battery or an assault of some kind at the at a country club and Hannah which is uh Bella's dad's uh, girlfriend assaulted Bella's mom and from what some people I've I've seen did their actual proper research uh, I give them credit for that uh apparently what happened was that Bella's mom went to go and congratulate Bella and give her a hug or something like that. Hannah did not like that at all. She basically pushed her away and said, Hey, this is, you know, this is Bella's dad's day. This is not, you know, your day and everything like that. And just really fucking went berserk over, over an issue as far as a mother hugging their child at a competition and everything like that. Like, because I think she, I think Bella won or she did really well in the competition. And so it caused a fight, it caused a friction, right? Cops got involved, made a, made a uh, assault charge and everything like that, or a battery charge, however you want to call it. And that's all a lot of people only know, right? That's what a lot of people only found. Between that time and, you know, April 2023, nobody knows what's going on. The older sister, Bella's older sister, did tell the police that they were scared of, of Hannah, and they did not want to be living with her. Like, Bella did not want to be living with this lady. At all. There's no telling what type of, you know, level of crazy there was in that house. Or how much anger or how much, you know, this woman treated her boyfriend's children or anything like that. But to go one night and beat this little girl, strangle her, and then stuff her in a bucket... And then bring it to the mother's house. 
just shows the level of fucking hatred that she had for the mother. They might probably, maybe there's a mix of jealousy in there. Maybe there's a mix of, you know, anger and aggression toward these children. But the thing of it is, I don't think it was really directed toward the children because why not also do the seven-year-old the same way, right? I'm not saying I'd want that to happen. Just trying to figure out why this fucking sick piece of shit, this sadistic fucking asshole did this to this sweet baby, right? Let me tell y'all about Bella. Neighbors told news and everything like that that Bella was like one of the sweetest, most outgoing, friendliest little girls ever. They they always saw her playing. They always saw her riding her bike to the levee or playing with her sister. Just, you know, never a frown on her face. Always a sweet little girl. Like, they called her the itty-bitty princess because she was just the sweetest person in the world to everybody that she met. She never, she never ever made an enemy. She always made a friend. That type of sweetness. So that really fucking hurts even worse. That you would do that to somebody who was just innocent and sweet and kind fucking hearted. And you snuff that fucking life out, you know. Like it's just the shit that I want to do to Hannah Landon, right? Banuck Landon, whatever you fucking want to call her stupid ass name. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. This shit really bothered me. Because trying to find the why in all this, there is none. This was senseless. This was somebody who just, I guess, had an axe to grind with the mother, you know? And for me, I've waited and waited and waited to see if any more news would come out, any more more progress on the case would come out and everything. Because everybody jumped on it at first and was like, oh yeah, a girl was stuffed in a bucket and left on the front lawn. I'm like... I'm not, I want to see what happens with this case. Not to say it didn't bother me when it first came out, but yeah, I wanted to know more about it and what was going on. And so I just remember when I saw Bella's picture for the first time, you know, I fucking cried. That was a sweet little girl. And I shared it on my TikTok doing an episode drop video about this story. And that picture was the, if y'all go and look, I have an episode drops playlist. If you go and look for this episode particularly, you'll see Bella's picture. She's in like a little cheer outfit or some type of cheerleading style outfit. And just has the sweetest fucking smile in the world. And my God, y'all. What the fuck? So what ended up happening with this case was that... I think it was a Wednesday morning, I believe. And Bella's father, you know, woke up. Was going to get the kids ready for school and everything like that. Couldn't find Bella. Couldn't find Hannah. So he freaked out. He went to the Harahan Police Department. And said, hey, they're missing. So he went to the mother's house too to go look. And when they go to the mom's house, they see the bucket there. The cop goes and opens up the bucket and sees that Bella was stuffed in there. Both parents, of course, were cleared of any kind of wrongdoing whatsoever. You know, my thing is, too, is I probably asked, you know, where, you know, like a lot of people probably ask, where was the father during all this? I don't know. I mean, obviously, he didn't even realize that Hannah was missing as well. His girlfriend, his live-in girlfriend. Um, maybe this man works nights. I, I don't know. I, I, I really just don't know. 
the only way they found out that it was Hannah that brought that bucket out there and everything, that the damning proof was that there was a video of her walking through a neighborhood, you know, and with a, the bucket was in a wagon, like it was in like a little thing, red wagon, and she was just walking, like it was just the most casual thing in the world to do, um, just, just pulled it, you know, pulled that wagon behind her, you know, and just kept pulling it, I, uh, I just went to Bella's mom's house and dropped that bucket off and then just bamboosed. I got no sympathy for uh, Hannah Landon. Honestly, I don't even think the death penalty is good enough. I think like a... No, I can't say what I want to think. She deserves the death penalty, bare minimum. Like, flat out. She deserves that. Um, You have to be a sick, twisted, cruel motherfucker to beat a child in the head and then strangle them to death. And then stuff that little child in a 10-gallon bucket and put it on, on her mom's doorstep, like her mom's front yard. You have got to be the sickest, cruelest motherfucker in the world to do that. Um, it just... It's senseless. It's completely senseless. And it hurts. Not only do you take away this child from this world, but you also took away this parent's child from this world, their daughter, their young daughter. And you deprived a world of what could have been one of the most, probably one of the most, you know, kind-hearted human beings in the world. You know, you never know, right? Like, Bella could have grew up to have been this really sweet kid and, and always, you know, changed the world with love. Like, there, there's always those possibilities. You deprived the world of that, all the, just imagine too, she was in kindergarten, all her classmates, right? Because this is still when school's going on. Like, this happened on a fuck, during the middle of a school week. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. This happened in the middle of the fucking school week, right? Imagine those kids, they're, so if they were in kindergarten at that time, they're, they're at, in second grade by or I'm sorry first grade by now yeah this happened uh, yeah that's right this happened this year so they're in first grade now so first graders having to deal with the fact that their friend was murdered you know having to tell having to tell a six year old a five or six year old that that you know their classmate was murdered and everything how, like how do you do that how, how do you break that down to a child you know, how do you break those concepts down that that that, that little baby ain't coming back? I, it just baffles me. Not only does she cause that type of pain among people, you know, Hannah, the fucking child murderer. You got a whole community that reeled back and, and couldn't believe it. So for those of you that don't know, like where Harahan is at, right? It's part, it's like, New Orleans has got all these different little towns surrounding it, right? And if you don't, you know, and it, like me, I, so I, I've actually driven through Harahan a bunch of times. Like I've been up and down on the River Road 
a bunch of times out there. And it's it's got the small town fucking charm to it, I guess you'd say. You know, it's like it's got a bunch of businesses all lined up around up in there, but a lot of neighborhoods, a lot of people that know each other and things of that sort of nature. A good couple of bit of schools too, if I remember. Yeah. If I'm thinking correctly. I passed through at least about three or four different schools over there. So Harahan is like it's busy, but it's not like when you go in those neighborhoods, it's not that busy, you know. It's like a medium sized town. Um everybody kinda knows every like everybody probably knows everybody if they grew up there. One of them type of deals. And it's right there by New Orleans. I mean, you you're you're just south of the Kenner Airport, which Kenner is an alt was outside of New Orleans and anything like that. Or right next to New Orleans, I should say. So, yeah. Um, it's just a little, you know, it's just a neighborhood. Uh, that's all I can say about it. But anyway, uh, I think they said they, they only get a murder like every 50 years, which is odd because being right there next to New Orleans, I figured it, the crime rate would be a little bit higher than that, but I could be wrong, right? So... They reeled back from this because this was a senseless murder. I mean, it was just it was just a heinous, senseless murder. And then you have two grieving parents that don't understand why the fuck, you know, Hannah Landon did this. And I'm pretty sure the father is beating himself up. Now, I know I asked the question about where he was at when all this was going on and everything, but I'm pretty sure this man is probably racking his fucking brain right now and wondering... Where the fuck did he go wrong? Why didn't he just kick this broad, you know, brought out of his house earlier and everything like that? Why didn't he just, you know, I'm pretty sure he he played the what if game too many fucking times while grieving for his daughter. And for that, I hope he finds healing as well as the mother and as well as his, as well as Bella's older sister, because nobody deserves to ha for that to happen to them, for them to go through that. It, it's just oh, the anger that I have toward Hannah Landon, right? The grief and the sorrow that I have toward Bella's family. It just hurts, y'all. This shit hurts. This woman stuffed that sweet little girl into a fucking bucket after she killed her. And brought it to her mom's doorstep. Like, brought it to her mom's fucking house. That's what racks my fucking brain, y'all. Just the level of depravity and evilness you have to do to be like that. And to do it to such an innocent child. The fuck is wrong with this world? The fuck is wrong with people? What I will say is, is that after all this happened... Then they went on a manhunt for Hannah Landon, right? And I think she ended up turning herself into the police or being a patient at a hospital or something. That's how she got turned into the police. And nobody wanted to comp uh, um, comment on her mental state or anything like that. Yeah, I guess she wouldn't want to comment on a fucking psycho's mental state. I mean, we all know it was psychotic what she did, whether she was in a psychosis or whether she was in her own sound mind, or if you don't even want to call that sound. 
whether she was, you know, whether she knew what he, whether she knew what she was doing or she was in some type of psychosis trance or something like that, you know, whatever the case may be, it's still fucked up, it's still heinous, and there's still a little girl that, that died because of it. So, I don't know. They got her, they locked her up, and they, I think she's still locked up, yeah, because they, they, they did not give her any bail, they did not set bail for her at all, they said, nope, you're a flight risk, you're a danger to the community, Nope, you don't get to go. You don't get to bail out. You get to sit right in fucking parish prison until your trial's up. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them women up in there that are in the prison with her or, or in the parish jail with her and everything like that are mothers. And they're probably looking at her really, really fucking just plotting on her ass, I hope. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people want to think that inmate justice is a thing, and it is to a degree, but it's only inmate justice really happens with lifers. The people that have, they're looking at one or two to five year charges, 10 year charges, they're not going to risk going to prison for the rest of their lives for a baby killer or for, or for a chomo. It's just, they don't do that. They, they know there's rules to the shit. There is rules to that game. And it's usually they, when they get in prison, is when they'll get their just desserts. Hopefully, when Hannah goes to prison, if she doesn't get the death penalty, then at least the lifers that are in the prison that she goes to, which will probably be the uh, prison out there in St. Gabriel, I think Elaine Hunt is what it's called, if I ain't mistaken. <laughs> Should know the name of my prisons if I'm going to do a true crime podcast, right? But I think, I think it's Elaine Hunt. Might have changed the name. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Elaine Hunt. Sorry, y'all. Brain fart. That's a women's prison out there. Oh, Cynthia Perkins is out there. Denny Perkins' wife? Yeah. And uh, Melanie Curtin. Uh, Cynthia and Denny's uh, little partner in crime. They're out there right now. I'm sorry. Cynthia ain't out there for life. Uh, she's out there for 40 years for what she did to children. That fucking cunt. Melanie is out there for life for what she did and everything because she didn't snitch on nobody. Go figure. So, and I think, uh, who used to be out there as well? Um, oh yeah, Christina Constance used to be out there until they gave her parole. If you don't know who that is, uh, very sick individuals. Um, a lot of these people have crimes against children and it just never stops. And for those that think that just pedophiles are only, are only, only like men, like white fucking trollish looking men, no. They come in all shapes and sizes, unfortunately. All different races and backgrounds and walks of life. And uh, they can be the most charming, handsome motherfuckers you've ever seen in your life. And that's how they, that's how they, because they're predators. And predators use camouflage. And they use whatever method they can to blend in with society. They're narcissistic, they're manipulative, and they're controlling, right? We ain't talking about sexual predators. We're talking about fucking psychos right now. And this woman's a fucking psycho. Hannah Landon. Hopefully she'll go up there. And she'll get the death penalty. Like that's the best bet. They just The state of Louisiana just fucking kills her ass. Because anybody that wants to do that to a child. I don't care who the fuck you are. You don't deserve breath. Like, you just don't. 
Y'all, this is sick. And this can't be taken lightly. This can't be, you know, brushed off. We can't forget, you know, this sweet baby either. Y'all need to know what happened to this child so that y'all can remember her name. Bella Fontenelle. Bella Fontenelle. Bella Fontenelle. And if I mispronounced that Cajun last name, I am so sorry. That's how I've heard it said in reports and everything like that and documentaries. So, and I'm from Louisiana. I know. I'm not a. I'm not fucking Cajun. I'm not French. So, when it comes to the Cajun names and everything like that, if I screw them up, I screw them up, and that's fine with me. I'm always open and learning. What I'm not open to is giving Hannah Landon a second chance at life, though. Her, her, her nine lives are up, baby. Like, you don't get a dropped case on this one. You don't get, you know, a suspended sentence on this one. You don't get, you know, early reentry programs on this one. Fuck that. I'm hoping that the state of Louisiana takes that bitch and locks her the fuck up up for the rest of her days for what she did to Bella Fontenelle. Alright. I hope that's what they do. I hope they, they give her the death penalty and her last fucking meal is fucking sawdust and glass. Okay? Yeah. I'm that I'm that fucking just angry about it. Give that bitch sawdust and glass. Why should she have a good, comfortable last meal either? Because when she stuffed that child in the bucket and then move and then put that bucket in a fucking wagon and move that wagon blocks up from her house, I think like two streets over, and then dropped it on, you know, and then and dropped that bucket off on her, on Bella's mom's front lawn and everything like that. Nah. Bitch, you don't get a good last meal. <laughs> you get sawdust and fucking glass. Crushed up glass. That's what you get. I don't care what anybody says. Because when Hannah Landon goes to hell and she passes through the gates of hell, those gates are going to burn a little bit brighter for her. Because that was evil. That was sadistic. That was just fucking heinous. What she did to Bella Fontenelle. I didn't have to go do a deep dive. If you want to do a bigger deep dive into this case. The reason why I didn't. I'll tell you flat out. is just because it, it, it made me sick. Like I, I had to kind of re-record this about two or three different times. Because I was getting fucking sick. Because it hurt. You know. It was pain. And I didn't want, you know, part of me didn't want to do the story. I really didn't. But at the same time, though, it's important to let this baby's name be known. And it's been bothering me for months since I've known about the case. Like, it's been bothering the fuck out of me. Not to the point to where it's making me, like, not function in my life or anything, but just gnawing at me at the back of my mind. Because everybody covers Hannah Landon. And what she did, but they only briefly touch on on Bella 
and who she was as a person, who she was as a little girl. And I get it, y'all. You know, not everybody wants to, you know, hear these stories and everything like that. And when you think about the little babies like that, it really bothers the fuck out you. I know. But it's good that we know these stories. I have more questions than I have answers, unfortunately. And why is behind majority is the driving force behind most of those questions. Like it's the reason why, you know, why is the reason I'm asking a lot of questions? Like why would she do it? Why would she stuff her in a bucket? Why would she bring her to her mom's house? Why didn't she just leave the, the, the boyfriend? Like, why did she go and, and was just mean to these little girls all the time? Like, it's just, why, 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 why? And I don't know is the answer I'm finding at the end of this journey on it. <sighs> Y'all, I just, all I can encourage you that you have children. Just hold them tight tonight when you hear this story. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Tell them you love them and you cherish them. For those of you that are single parents and y'all are dating people and everything like that, y'all have got to not let these angry, control freak assholes near your children. This is not going to be somebody that's going to love your child and lay down their life for your child like you would. Okay, am I saying that all of them are like that? No, I'm pretty sure there's some good step parents in this world. Hell, I had a stepdad raise me, so I mean, you know what I mean. He wasn't a bad dude at all. I got lucky in life. I've heard of some horrific fucking stories though involving step parents or the boyfriend or girlfriend of a parent, you know, of of a parent and everything like that. So, no. I will say just keep your kids safe. If your kids are scared to be around your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or something like that, then that's a fucking telling sign right there. And that's something that needs to be addressed. Because you don't know what the fuck's going on. It could be something innocent, right? At the same time, it could be something sinister. And the quicker you find out that there's something going on and that there's trauma and everything like that, the quicker you can get that child help the better the chances are for that child to have in life. Like, just hands down. <sighs> Y'all, I just... I don't know. I just... This case... just made me sick. Because it hurt so much seeing that little girl's like especially when you see her picture y'all when you see this little girl's picture man it really fucking hurts like it really just cuts you deep knowing that somebody did that to that little girl just like when I was it, it reminded me of when I first saw Ezekiel Harry's picture and he got beat to death and put in a duffel bag. Very similar situation, but his own mama carried that duffel bag around, you know? And then throwing away throw him away in a trash can. Like it's just the level of depravity. 
people to do that, right? To beat and murder children and then stuff them up in a bag or a bucket and just toss them to the side like they're nothing. And for what? You know? For no reason whatsoever. Because you can never give me a good reason as to why that is. Just hurts, y'all. Just really fucking hurts. I'm not gonna keep harping on this. I just want y'all. I don't want. I just want to encourage y'all. If y'all know Bella's, you know, mom and dad and everything like that, to go give them your love, your support. Even now, they'll still need it. And if you know them personally and you're somehow listening to this episode, then please just give them a hug today. Tell them you love them. There's no parent needs to bury their fucking child at all. I'm sorry, y'all. That that ain't right either. No parent needs to bury their child. Ever. It's a cruel, sick world we live in. And the only way we fight this type of evil is by being a shining light to others around us. To being a ray of of sunshine and hope for other people. It's the only way we're going to fight this shit. That's it. Point blank. Flat out. So just be somebody's light in their darkness. Is all I can tell you. Y'all. I love y'all. I thank the world of y'all. I appreciate every single person that's listened to each of these episodes. Or any of my episodes for that matter. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for supporting me in this endeavor and knowing that I and let me know that I'm not alone in this. It really does mean a lot to me. For everybody else, just want to tell you that uh protect all children, even if they're not your own. And that the bowmen see. And the bowmen never forget. Much love. We must carry on. So I appreciate y'all listening to the story, the ones that actually stuck through past the trigger warning and everything like that. And I want to apologize for being all over the place with this story. I did not... I tried to record this story multiple times, and I every time that I tried to, I'd break down and I'd cry. And this was like, I don't know, the fifth or sixth time that I did this. And because this story hurt me like this story fucking made me grieve for this child because it was so heinous and so wrong what Hannah Landon did to Bella Fontenelle. Hannah Landon is, is a fucking monster. Okay. A absolute monster in my opinion. And for that little six-year-old girl to be beaten and strangled and then stuffed in a fucking 10-gallon chlorine bucket and that bucket be carted off in a wagon a couple blocks from her house and then that bucket to be put on Bella's mom's front lawn so that basically the intention was for Bella's mom to go open that bucket and see what was going on. Thank God that 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 mom didn't see like get to that bucket first 
Like, that's the only thankful thing I have in this whole case is that at least Bella's mom didn't didn't discover it, you know, herself. Because that, that, that I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's already a heartbreaking story. And to know that that's what happened to your daughter and everything like that, I know it's got to break her and the father's heart, like, break their soul down. And, yeah, like, stories like this, they make me, you know, these are the stories that, that shook my faith and make me question my faith. And while I don't hate God or hate Jesus or anything like that, if they're real, I have I have serious questions. I have serious, deep conversation questions for them whenever I pass on into the next world because I I got to know, like, how is this part of the grand plan? How is this part of the, the, the bigger plan, bigger picture design? What grand plan, you know, is necessary to have ch children being raped and murdered? Like, I've always asked that question. And people always go the route where there's just evil in this world. There's evil in this world, in my opinion, is because we're apathetic to the pain of others around us. And evil grows from that apathy. This is why I'm so passionate. This is why I am so loud about sharing these stories. It goes beyond, like, this ain't a fucking clout chase for me, y'all. This is not some fame ride I'm doing or anything like that. This has become a life of obsession for me. Because these, these stories break me. They really fucking break me. And I'm trying to hold back my fucking tears now. Because I grieved for that little girl. And that shit affected me this week, too. It, it really... It really was heavy on me this week. And I, I just, I can only imagine if I'm feeling this way, what a survivor goes through when they get triggered. Like that's what goes in the back of my mind too, you know, and, and I understand that these stories are real heavy for survivors to hear and, you know, they, they're, they're very appreciative of me trying to stand up and tell these stories to the world. Because they know how, how horrible they are and how heinous they are and everything. The stories that I talk about. And they support me. Even if they don't listen to this podcast, they support me. And to all the survivors that do listen, I love you dearly. And the ones that even don't listen, I love you dearly. Y'all see me on TikTok. Y'all know who I, how I am and what I'm about. But man, I just... Oh man, Hannah Landon is just a sick monster. And a psychopath. And just deserves the death penalty. You know at the very least. If we want. You know if we want to go the legal way. If we want to go the other way. All I can say. Is. A steel table. Chains. A wood chipper. Pig farms. And a lot of sharp objects. And a lot of fucking time. Because honestly. She deserves that fucking route more than the death penalty. Death penalty is too good for her. She needs a slow, slow, slow method before she goes into the next world. That's my opinion of Hannah Landon. That's what what she did is what this is what makes this is what it makes me feel. And it's more 
of hurt and sorrow for that little girl than it is even rage, y'all. Like, this goes beyond rage, man. That little baby. That little girl didn't get to see past the age of six, you know? So, she didn't get to make it to another birthday. Or another Christmas, or another Thanksgiving, or another Halloween, or another Fourth of July, or another Memorial Day, or another Labor Day, or another whatever holiday it is to spend time with family, right? She didn't get to make it to those. Because Hannah took that from Bella Fontenelle. She stole that from her. She stole that, that precious smile. If y'all don't know what Bella Fontenelle looks like, y'all need to go check out the Facebook group. I put it in there. I think I'm going to go back and pin it to the top. That little girl's picture. That little sweet little fucking girl. Just had the biggest smile. <laughs> that shit hurts, man. That shit fucking hurts. <laughs> like, Y'all just don't know. And this ain't even a child that I ever seen or knew about or anything until she ended up getting murdered, you know? But that shit hurts. That shit hurts like crazy, man. They took that away from her. It took she took Hannah took that life away. <sighs> it's just just pain y'all this case just hurt me this story hurt me and I just I I don't know there's so much evil in this world so many evil people and yeah it feels overwhelming at times. Because there's so much evil, that's why I push so fucking hard to fight and to step through and to keep pressing on. Because somebody's got to. And all I want to do is just bark that flame in y'all's heart to do the same. Because I know there's better people out there to do this than me. I know there is. I know there is, without a shadow of a doubt. And I just want more people to carry this torch with me. That's it. I want people who are better than me to, to take on this cause and to even, you know, to further the message even further in their own way, you know, and have their own successes. Because our voices matter. And I just, you know, we can't do it alone, you know. Like, the more people that rise up, the sooner we, we, we stop these atrocities from happening. You know, can we prevent every single one of them? No. But can we slow it down? Can we can we lower it? Can we lower the number? Yeah. All because you use your voices. If some foul mouthed chucklehead truck driver out in Denham Springs, Louisiana, with a cell phone in his hand and record a podcast in his car can do it, then y'all can do it too. 
All right. Don't tell me there ain't no time. Don't fucking tell me there ain't no time. You can do 20 minutes a day. You can do an hour, you know, or 20 minutes a week, an hour a week, whatever the case may be. You don't have to do a podcast episode every day. You don't have to do even every every month. I mean, every week. You can do once a month, you know, whatever. Hell, you can go on social media and, and, and talk about these stories if you can, you know. You don't have to do a podcast. You don't have to have some big show or be this big personality or anything like that. You know, we all started with like from from the ground up. A lot of people who share these stories, they all started from the bottom up. You know, and I didn't have nobody. I didn't have mentors or even friends when I started this path. It was... I started, and it grew, and I found people along the way, and that's all I can tell any of you, just start, do something today, right, you know, just figure out some way, and there are people out there that are going to help you, you know, there's people that are going to support you, I didn't, like I said, I didn't get into this for the money, the fame, or the clout got into this because I saw a need in my area and my world around me and I saw pain and I saw heartache and sorrow and brokenness and I said enough's enough I'm going to start saying something and when where I started from to where I got while it might seem like it's similar there's a lot of changes underneath that happened along the way a lot of perspectives got changed a lot of Learning was done. A lot of empathy was grown. And it's an amazing thing. In just one year's time to go from where I was at a year ago to where I'm at today. Just reflecting on myself. Not trying to be boastful or prideful or egotistical. Just reflecting on my on my journey through all this. And it's fluid, you know. What I might have felt strongly about when I started might not be the same when you get to the end, right? With the exception of a few fundamental principles. Like, I don't I don't believe pedophiles and rapists and human traffickers deserve to breathe air. Like, y'all can take with that and use your imaginations with that the best way you can. But, yeah, they don't deserve fucking air. Flat out. You know, I'm to the I'm to the extent that Maybe we should bring back public executions. I don't know. What do y'all think for these monsters? Maybe that might slow it down. Because this whole rehabilitation and sweetheart deals and, uh, you know, suspended sentences and dropped cases and everything like that ain't doing shit to stop these problems. Sorry. It just ain't. Thankfully, though, this story went worldwide. And there's no way for them to drop this case. There's no fucking way they'll be able to drop this case. I hope they don't. And they better not put her in a fucking mental institution. And everything like that. And let her live the rest of her days out. Fuck that. Put her on, you know. Put her fucking case through the express lane of the fucking appeals process. And let's get her ass on the death penalty. You know, lethal injection.
Because Hannah Langdon deserves it. Because Bella Fontenelle ain't around anymore. Unfortunately, she ain't on this earth. That sweet little girl's gone. Because of what that monster did. And it hurts, y'all. Fucking hurts. But I wanted to tell y'all and talk to y'all and let y'all know what I was feeling and went and going through on this. And then I'm sorry that if I might have... I, I feel like in my mind I, I didn't do that story justice. I just didn't know how else to do it without breaking down and crying like, like y'all heard me. Just do. I just... So many emotions, y'all. So many emotions for that little baby. And, um... Yeah. That story's been stuck in the back of my mind for a while now. Ever since it happened. Ever since it came out in April. And I kept saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the episode. I'm going to do the episode. I'm going to do the episode. And I said, you know what? I need to do the episode. There's a lot of them like that. And I'm getting back to those roots of covering some of these these stories that I know. And letting y'all know how I feel about them. We're still going to have interviews, of course. I'm still about interviewing survivors. But as y'all know, it is kind of hard sometimes when you work a full-time job, when they work a full-time job, when you got schedules and everything like that. Things happen. And, you know, sometimes you have appointments set up and, you know, stuff happens. Life happens, y'all. I don't, I don't get mad about it at all because I understand completely. And it takes a lot out of you to tell these stories. On top of it, just you just got to get lucky sometimes with interviews. But at least I'll cover these stories as well and try to talk about some things. I got, for announcements, I got uh, a couple of stories I'm going to be doing that are, one in particular, a pedophile case I was involved with on TikTok. And... There's a lot of people on YouTube talking about this character, talking about this person, I should say, this fucking pedophile monster piece of shit. Uh, and they're missing so much context and so much other events that happened. And so I'm going to be covering that pretty soon. Uh, if y'all ever heard about Jupiter, a.k.a. Corbin Pinnell from Nampa, Idaho, you, you know, if you ever looked that up on TikTok or on YouTube or anything like that, Go look up the fucking crazy that shit is. There's more to it beyond that. And I'm going to be covering it with some, with at least one person, if not two people I know that were involved in it as well, as far as exposing this monster for who he was and, the, and little tactics and little, little shithead things he tried to do. But yeah, I got that. I got a few other stories coming up. Um, I'm not going to spoil them yet. I'm going to wait till they're recorded to spoil them. At the same time, too, there's also... What else? Oh, yeah. Y'all, if y'all ever feel the, the need to or want to, you don't have to. This is not obligated for anybody. And, yes, I'm going to talk about it every time I have an announcement and everything. There is listener support that's activated on my podcast. What that means is, is that you can go into every uh, description of my episodes... Right, and you hit that show more section, it'll say support this podcast. You got options, right? 
I, I think it's off of uh, Spotify you can do this with, y'all. I don't know about the other platforms, but I think on Spotify is the only one you can do. So it's real important. If you're not listening on Spotify, come download Spotify and listen to it, all right? Uh, you go there. You select, you know, support this podcast. And they'll give you, like, I think a $1, a 5 or a $10 option. And that goes, like, monthly, right? Y'all, if y'all want to, you can. It's not obligated for anybody to do so. But it will help with paying for marketing. It'll help with trying to establish a baseline to get not only, you know, this podcast further out there, but also I want to get Sabrina paid as well for when she does these episodes with me. And I want to be able to, like, at least break something off for her and everything for her time and effort. And then after, you know, she gets paid really well, then maybe I'll get something out of it. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'll probably just go back into marketing. Yeah, that's all. That's all I was gonna do to pay for advertisements. That's all I want to do for it. I got a full time job, y'all, and unless it's like some kind of crazy amount of money I make from the host red ads and support, uh, I'm still gonna work that job because, you know, I, it at the end of the day, this ain't about money for me. I will say though, if I start doing this shit for a living, I'll probably do more than one episode a week. It'll probably be at bare minimum three to four a week, if not five to six a week. Because I have no problem getting on that microphone and fucking talking. Alright? That's just flat out. Need a studio, though. Because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do five episodes a week in my car. <clears throat> you know, and speaking of which, uh, for those of you that don't follow me on TikTok, so Woody Overton... One of the inspirations who basically kind of sparked that flame for me to go down this path. He wants me on his podcast. He just told me on TikTok. He said, hey, I want to bring you on the podcast. We're going to do it. I am fucking ecstatic, y'all, on that. And I want to at least end off with some good news for you today on that bit. I know it's my own news and it's personal shit, but at the same time, like, if y'all been listening to this podcast, y'all know I've talked about Woody Overton. Y'all know I've talked about Real Life Real Crime and how it inspired me. As well as the Ezekiel as well as Ezekiel Harry's story. And it's what just that was the straw that broke the camel's back, but Woody's podcast was the one that got me interested in, in learning about survivors and wanting to know more because he covered the cases and everything like that. And I always wondered in the back of my mind what happened to the to the vic, to the victims, the survivors, right? Like what happened to them? where they're at now and so it was always you know this gnawing feeling in the back of my mind just wanting to know what happened to these sweet people and he wants me on his podcast y'all that's like besides Chris Hansen uh, being friends with me on TikTok or mutuals with me on TikTok and everything that is like fucking up there with that shit I couldn't believe it. I was fanboying. Um, I think it's going to be really good. You know, me and Woody kind of grew up around the same part of Louisiana. So we have that same culture. And I think that it's going to, you know, if I go on a podcast with him, I think there's going to be a lot of good back and forth. That's what I'm hoping for. If y'all don't know Real Life Real Crime, the podcast, y'all never heard of it, y'all need to go listen to it. Y'all need to go listen to why I got inspired. Go and Go start from the very front. You know, the very, the very first episode, work your way back. He's got five years worth of podcast to uh, cover, so it's a lot. And now he's doing damn near with 
his three podcasts he has, which is Real Life Real Crime, Real Life Real Crime Daily, and Bloody Angola. Uh, you got more than enough uh, content to binge on for a long while. It's so much to where I can't even keep up with it now. So yeah, that's my announcements. That's what I have. If uh, anybody wants to reach out to me or anything like that, you know, I'll have my links on my socials on the uh, in the podcast description. I'm very very approachable, very much easy to access. Um, you know, and, and for anybody that wants to harm me, um, I'm a very good fucking shot too. So, you know, you can fuck around and find out if you want to. And if I ain't got a pistol, I fucking use whatever I got on me. I ain't gonna go down quietly. I know that much. <laughs> anyway, I know. Um, yeah, just I'll put my socials out there and everything like that. If you don't know, it's a man. It's a man apart podcast. It goes a dot man dot apart dot podcast. Or if you go on TikTok and just search in the search bar, it should show up like the first or second. Uh, uh, search option in there and you go see my pretty beautiful bald headed face yeah so yeah that's it y'all y'all can find me there you can find me on Facebook Instagram uh, Clapper even yeah I'm on the Clapper if y'all don't know Clapper it's like a uh, basically it's a fucking it's a TikTok clone where a lot of people that get banned off of TikTok go back to or they try to build up a platform there in case they get banned off of TikTok because of how ridiculous their reporting system is. So, yeah. Um, you can find me on there a little bit. I don't interact a lot on Clapper, but I'm trying to get more active on different social medias like Facebook and Instagram as well. So you'll be able to find me on stuff like that. I'll have those links in there. Look, y'all, I love you. Be safe. Take care. Protect all children if they're not your own. And remember, the Bowman see. And the Bowman never forget. Much love. We must carry on.